0: Alright, so I'm here at uh, Bravery Chef Hall over at uh, Lockwood Station. You gotta come by and enjoy a cocktail. It is uh, uh, that time of day. I don't care what time it is. It is that time of day somewhere. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Today I'm talking to Ben McPherson, which is uh, the chef uh, operator over at Bob Pasta. Um, he has... Uh, it was at Prohibition uh, at one point, uh, did the program over at Crisp in the Heights, and, um, and now he's here. And so we're going to talk about uh, how in the hell he came up with the best pepperoni pizza in the city, hands <laughs> <Yeah>. down. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, some amazing fucking pastas, that butter in a squash, yeah, uh, yeah. it's badass, uh, that, that brown uh, butter, yeah. Uh, with the pecans, with the yeah, pecans yeah, yeah. at tortellini, was yeah, it? Yeah,
1: tortelloni, tortelloni,
0: tortelloni. Yeah, man, that stuff is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> so, um, thanks for taking the time to uh, be on yeah, the show yeah. and, uh, and and chit chat a little bit about what's uh, what's you know what's going through your head as yeah. you go through this process of being in this space. Because, like I was saying to you earlier, it's, it's I think that is really interesting to be here. Because unlike opening uh, a restaurant, which is you got all this space, all this staff, all this overhead yeah, uh, or going and working for someone else and then having them constantly filter what you can and can't do, whether they understand or not what you're doing, which is always frustrating. Well, neither of those barriers are here. Uh, we have different issues, problems, barriers and, and situations but not those. So not the overhead and not the creative, which I think a lot of people, a lot of chefs would love to be in that position.
1: Yes. But like you said, we also have to deal with the, the ownership side. Whereas, you know, it's like 25% of my time is actually in the kitchen. 75% of my time is, uh, filing paperwork, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing administrative and, you know, chasing bills, uh, it, or by both ways. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's, uh, so far, you know, what are we? Uh, eleven weeks in, I think this is week no, eleven. Oh, seven. Seven. Yeah.
0: Oh man, I thought we August, were at eleven. In August and September. September, man, that's eight, eleven. Okay, sh- yeah. 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 I yeah, think yeah. we're at
1: eleven. Yeah, because I've been mean, uh, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, we're we're, we're almost we're, uh, we're almost at our ninety day. I think we are because I was uh. Well, it solid feels mind.
0: like it, but we yeah. July the twenty second was our, our first day, oh, so yeah. that was the last week of. uh of July, and then we got we're uh, yeah, on the last like week of. So that's nine, eight, and nine. Yeah, nine it, No, it, it, trust me, I, I understand because the other day I was saying how it feels like it's a year it since had, we yeah, opened.
1: It, yeah, I feel like I've aged ten years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, like it's it's interesting because I've uh, spent my entire career. Uh, uh, I guess kind of like uh, like just coincidentally, every job I get, I, I'm opening restaurants uh, ever since I. I uh, I've, for 20 years now, I just happen to go in. Um, always when restaurants are opening, um, from back from dishwasher days to busboy, then became a line cook, sous chef, then chef. And uh, this is my sixth concept I have opened as an executive chef, um, and this is my third, fourth one I've designed. Because also I designed all the kitchens at Conservatory too. And um, so I, I had the opportunity to design, like, to take all that experience and everything that I've wanted and put it in the design of, of, of exactly how I wanted it. And I was very, very fortunate to have an amazing uh, business partners that, that allow me um, the, the, the complete 100 percent freedom to, to do this. They, they trust me.
0: Yeah. And um, so your ovens are different than other pizza. Yeah, ovens. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already 40. Um, which is, uh, they're, they're, it's, it's, it is an electric oven, uh, which, by the way, if you ever hear the whole, uh, if you ever hear the whole like, oh, it's not wood fire pizza, uh, I, I call it complete bullshit. And if everybody <laughs> says that, they have no idea what they're talking about. No, they don't. Um, these ovens are very particular, uh, specific to strictly this style of pizza. Um, and they are, they're like, it's like driving a Ferrari. Uh, and uh, so, what makes them so unique is they're they're the stone hearth ovens. Uh, but I can control the temperature of the bottom and the top at the same time. And so, every ingredient, every pizza is going to cook slightly differently. Um, so we can we can add a lot of heat at the top while it's cooking, or we can add no heat at the top, or vice versa. You know, it's like if it's going to be a
0: so if you have. Um, uh, um ingredients on the top yeah that need more heat yeah I could, uh, I could, and you don't want to burn yeah, the bread i could
1: i could completely modify it to exactly what we're cooking um which gives you a hundred percent control so this pizza it, it's very uh actually let's to go back let's talk about what the pizza even is uh it's a roman style pizza called pizza taglio um a taglio uh, means by the cut. Uh, it, it's got it's got a lot of different names. Integlia, which means in the pan. Um, uh, they also do a uh, pizza al pala, which is like, it means on, on the board, but it's all the same style of dough that they're doing here, in, uh, here in Rome, there in Rome. Uh, there's a, a specific guy by the name, Gabriel Banci that's making it really popular. He's kind of like a, like a pop star in Italy when it comes to bread making and pizza making. Yeah, So, right so your
0: dough takes three days
1: four three to four days to make, to make, uh, it, it, it it's a very lengthy uh, extremely uh, temperature-sensitive, everything. Like, we have to inoculate an entire room uh, just so that the dough can grow. And when I'm saying inoculate, we have to make sure that the yeasts are correctly. We have to make sure that the, like, that the temperatures are exactly where they are because we're doing cold fermentation. And, um, and when we were opening, uh, one week, like we were having inconsistencies because you know, everything's new. We're trying to dial everything in. And, um, and so every day... Was was a uh, like when I say I, I aged ten years? It would have been <laughs> like those first few weeks of, of trying to get this dough right because it's not just like a like put some yeast and some flour and add, add water, you know, with a little bit of sugar. It's nothing at all like that. It, it's it's a complete science. I it, from everything from like how old the flour is when it gets to us. Um, it's a very specific flour that we bring in from, from Italy. Um, that 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 right there took you know months for us to get that deal set up. Um, for, with importers and it, 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 uh, we're not and we don't cut like we don't cut any corners we literally like from everything from like like the sauce that we use is actually a sauce out of bologna um, and it has a little more of a, a pastier uh, tomato than per se like a like a, a, a san marzano uh, which is a little bit fruitier um, and I like it because it's got a little more acidic. It's got, um, well, it's San it's got are acidic the right tomato. balance. Exactly. That's, I fell in love with it, man.
0: Yeah. And The um, texture, like you said, it's, it's a little bit more pasty. It's, yeah. it's got the full tomato flavor. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit acidic. It's got a, a, um, a slight bit of sweetness. Yes. I mean, it's yeah. it's really balanced.
1: And then and then like and then like our mozzarella that we use, mozzarella. Uh, we uh, we don't use the brick mozzarella. We we everything is fresh. Like we only use fresh mozzarella, 100% cow milk, uh, whole milk. So we don't do that skim stuff. Uh, which I mean, we're not cooking for healthy. We're cooking for flavor. Um, no apologies there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, like the pepperoni. Like I, I, you just mentioned that. I tracked this guy down in Ohio. And, um, and he makes this insane, like it's called cupping pepperoni. And what happens when it cooks? It curls up, and the the tops, the tips, uh, slightly brown a little bit. You get a whole like the whole Maillard reaction. Um, and then the cups trap the little bits of uh, fat, the you, know, uh, you know, salt, fat, acid. That's why we taste everything. The fat with the saltiness, and then the ferment, the fermenting gives the acidity, and it makes this. It's like not uh, uh, quite umami, but it, it's definitely a. Uh, uh, good, good flavors, good things going on. because you've got textures and and lots of spicy, yummy. Yeah. Stuff going I, the on. The
0: other one that I thought was really great was uh, sausage.
1: Oh, you like the sausage? It's sausage. <laughs> what was that
0: cheese that you use on it?
1: We do it. We do a whipped ricotta on there um, with piquillo peppers and then chili flakes. We do a little spiciness on it. Yeah. That um, was so really that way good you got too. sweet from the piquillo, you got spicy from the sausage, and we use like a heavy fennel of sausage. Uh, so it's got that another like sweeter to me fennel. It uh, makes you think sweet, yeah. and, like the whole licorice thing going on.
0: Okay, so tell me about the tortellini.
1: Uh, tortellini. Uh, so okay, so my <laughs> idea with the menu is that we always have one uh, indicative stuffed pasta that reflects the season. Um, we st- we open with the the traditional uh, tortelli from out of Emilia Romana, um, particular to uh, Bologna and Parma. Um, where uh, tortelli is, is ravioli-style shape um, where as opposed to a square. It's more of a rectangle, and then the dough's folded over itself. Um, we did a uh, buttermilk ricotta that we made in-house with fresh spinach and nutmeg with just some melted butter and sage. So the idea is that you know, we train a staff that's not used to cooking straight, traditional, super simple Italian food, and there's also a lot of parmesan reggiano in there. Um, so it's all like just beautiful, beautiful, a million amount of food. And yeah, teaching them this. So so that's how we started with kind of our summery hot weather, you know, very light. And so now we're moving into, well, we live in Houston. I shouldn't So it's the rainy self. weather. Yeah, not we're into to rainy season. <laughs> and uh, and, it's, and uh, either, it's either rainy yeah, because of the yeah. tropical depression <laughs> uh,
0: or uh, rainy because there's a cold front coming.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, now I went to a uh, uh, tortelloni, um, which, which is uh, similar to to uh, uh, still a pasta that stays in the region of Emilia Romana. Um, they do more cappelletti there, which is the round shape that kind of folds like a tortelloni. Um, but here we're doing a uh, roasted butternut squash uh, with ricotta, Parmesan reggiano, and it's got a little bit of nutmeg in there. Uh, it really brings the fall flavors through on that one. Um, and then to kind of complement those flavors we do brown butter which you know cooked butter until the milk solids toast and uh, you get like another nutty flavor and we are in texas so I, I, instead of like pecans or something like that i i do uh i do pecan that's my bad instead yes, of walnuts i do pecans oh, pecans yeah um and then a little bit of sage for that that to be sage is is uh it's definitely a a fall flavor you know being americans we put tons of sage in our thanksgiving dinners <laughs>
0: Um, so, how often are you going to change the menu?
1: Every day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, okay. I literally like so the menu changes by like what farmers are bringing in. Um, it changes by like if we uh, if something doesn't sell, I'll change it. Like we we ran like a sweet potato uh, tortelloni. Like it was, uh, it oh, up. was, it was like purple sweet potatoes and I made like a beet dough. So it was like purple on purple. And then we kind of got a little whimsical with the brown butter. And we did a miso brown butter and it was fun. Um, it was great, but it wasn't like, it was good. Don't get me wrong, but like sometimes I just, I, I went, I want to have that wow factor. And if it doesn't have that wow factor, I don't keep it on the menu.
0: Um, yeah And sometimes like at least it, with cocktails for me, uh, I'll come up with something super creative yeah. and it's good and it doesn't have the wild factor, and you kind of put it in the shell for a little while, and then yeah. you'll come across something and be yeah. like, that's what that yeah. needed. Yeah,
1: Or sometimes it, maybe it's a logistic thing. Like, like we, uh, we're actually going to take the lasagna off the menu. We did, we're doing like a 19-layer uh. lasagna bolognese, like traditionals too. Um, but we're starting to notice that on our end, it's, 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 it's impossible to keep up with. We're trying to juggle like the, the the sauces and the pasta making, and we're going through so much of it that I don't have the facilities and the staff uh, to to cut to pump out stuff like that. So we'll so probably take making, it off, but I'm going to keep the bolognese on the menu and probably switch it over to a pappardelle.
0: You're making pasta in house.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right.
0: So yeah. tell me a little bit about that. All
1: right. So we make we make all the pastas. Um, uh, so most of the pastas are made with. Uh, either a double zero and uh, local farm eggs, or we do a semolina and water one that we, we extrude. Um, extruded pastas will be like your round uh, pastas, your spaghettis, your bucatinis, your rigatones. Um, and then the uh, stuffed, stuffed pastas, or a lot of our flat pastas, uh, will be our egg pastas that, we're, that we all roll by hand. Um, we, all, we have a lot of fun with flavors in the pastas. Like, like I say, we did a beet one, um i'm putting it together for this weekend and probably throughout the week um we're doing a squid ink uh we're gonna do an anolotti uh with squid ink and then inside of it i'm putting a gulf crab and burrata in oh, um, wow. that one and uh so i'm rolling that out tomorrow um i'm gonna be doing i'm uh, bringing in some duck eggs and we're gonna do a duck egg pappardelle um and i'm gonna make a duck ragu and we're gonna finish it with foie gras butter so it's gonna be we're gonna call it duck duck goose <laughs> uh, yeah, duck, two ducks and a and, yeah. a and a foie from a goose. Uh, so that's kind of what we're working on. Uh, let's See, now it's kind of getting like more. I can get like more meatier, more like like f- full-flavored pastas. I uh, you know. Well we'll, well, we'll always keep like we'll always keep the carbonara, which is our most popular. That's the one we get the most like rave reviews about. Uh, the the spaghetti is probably the other one. Um, we meticulously. Uh, peel uh, fresh San Marzano tomatoes, not the canned stuff, um, and then take this. We peel them and then seed them um, and then uh, cook it down for about nine hours. And then we infuse, we make this like garlicky, super like toasted, garlicky extra virgin olive oil with uh, so a lot of basil in it. And then we strain that all that off and we put that into there, into the, the tomatoes, uh, and then we cook that together. And it makes this like really rich. Uh, tomato sauce and then that pasta uh, we use farm eggs and double zero and we uh, bring in a 24 month parmigiano reggiano on that one
0: what is double zero?
1: Double zero flour it refers to the it's a wheat flour but it refers to how it's sifted Um, double zero it's super fine super sifted so when I refer to sifted it's like how they pull the the kernels and and the germs out of the flour gotcha Um, which it so, brings up, makes a very fine, very soft flour.
0: Uh-huh. What, how many, uh, farmers are, are you working with?
1: I think 10 probably.
0: Oh, wow. So uh, quite a few.
1: Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, farmers also, you know, we buy, uh, extra virgin olive oil, like locally made from 1836, uh, really sweet lady. It's a, a female owned, uh, olive, uh, olive oil company, which I think is kind of pretty, pretty good. Awesome. You know? Yeah. Um, you don't see that every day, and um, just
0: so how much how much of, of uh, your product do you do you say is uh, local? Local
1: fifty percent.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because then the other stuff you're getting yeah. imported.
1: I, I don't know. I don't only import like uh, like some tomato, cheeses yeah uh, maybe a couple of salumi uh, that we haven't really we play around with a little bit on the menu. Um, salumi is like cured sausages, like, or cured meats, okay. copas, uh, you know, salami and stuff like that. Um, but no, it's mostly like, we spend most of our money actually on vegetables. Like, really? And I'm, cause I'm, always, I'm very. I've always enjoyed cooking. I think it's, I think as a chef, it takes more skill and it's more uh, fun to, to cook vegetables yeah. than it is to cook meat. I think meat's easy. It's like bacon. Like, wow, cool. You cook some bacon. Cool story, bro. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, but when you take, when you can take like squash blossoms and turn it, you um. know, into like a absolutely amazing pizza, maybe some like goat cheese or some like good aged balsamic or, you know, or that was just a random example. But Or the one I just put on the menu, the the roasted butternut squash with the burrata and the pumpkin seed salsa verde. And then, you know, it's like like, to me, it's like, that's that to me. I'd rather eat that than a bucket steak, you know? It's right, like, like steak, right. cool, I get it. Steak's cool, like, yeah, but it's no, I know, it's i kind of basic, you know? There, there Be, are times
0: whenever you have like, there are vegetables now, uh, plates that yeah are very hearty, oh, yeah, and so oh, yeah. to change up the diet, I yeah. mean,
1: well, it's it's, it's you, you should eat three parts vegetables to one part meat. <laughs> well, I, I, I miss
0: out on that. <laughs> if it's not on the pizza, then I don't get it's my a... <laughs> vegetables. <laughs> no, but um, no, I, I think that's one of the best things that has come from the uh, food movement has been where um, uh, vegetables have become uh, a primary ingredient yep. in dishes, yep. but also being able to make them very hearty to where yeah. you don't miss the meat. Right? Yep. And I think that for me, that that I I don't always eat enough uh, vegetables, right? And I think there's a lot of people that do that these days because it's so easy to eat a sandwich or a pizza or like, you know, something that is on the go. Uh, Mm -hmm. We do so much of that or, um, you know, concentrate on the protein that you you miss out on, on, on all of it. And whenever I find a place that does vegetables well, then I'm always gonna go back yeah. to that.
1: Like, if I go to a lot of places, if I go to like or like a really badass restaurant that's got a tasty menu, I prefer to eat the vegetarian tasting menu over the, the, the normal one. Or well, no Beca- Yeah, well, because like, like like with a good chef, like it, like it's the vegetables are gonna taste better than the meat dishes. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just kind of a thing.
0: So, what do you got? What What do you think uh, is gonna look like uh, your menu coming up in the fall? Just more of those uh, richer, fuller. Yeah,
1: I mean, we're gonna have obviously a lot more of the, the gourds, a lot more brassicas, which is really cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, cabbage. Uh, we'll have a lot more of the earthier flavors when it comes to spices like nutmegs, cloves. Um, you know, I, I probably will be putting more meat dishes actually on the menu. Come come, uh, winter weather, um, and and that's also because I can't. Cook those in the summertime, so I do. You know, it's like I do want to get like like the duck ragu on there. Like I want to get a short Ooh. rib ravioli on there. Um, I like to bring in some asabuco and have like a like a big asabuco that you could share for, for two people. Oh uh, I uh, you know I like to get in some risottos on the menu. Um, not to say you couldn't have risotto during summer or spring, you know, hot weather, but um, that is the direction as we're as the the team because it's not it's not me, it's the team and, yeah you know I, I I can't do anything without them, and they right. can't do anything without me, kind of situation where we have to just you know as we learn, we grow a little bit, and the the thing is is that i it's my job to push and to constantly never let anybody stand still
0: yeah, and uh, when you say that it it seems like it it makes me think of that I think in this environment the team is is more important and it's always and I want I don't want to use necessarily the 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 word more but it is extremely important because this is a very dynamic environment. Yep. Unlike when people go to a single restaurant, they're gonna consume whatever it is that you have there. Yeah. You can always make and uh, make things happen because you have the space because because of so many different reasons that we don't have here and here it's your. People have five different options when it comes that's, to restaurants. They have, have three different options when it comes to bars. Yep. Um, the um, space is, uh, you're working on what, uh, uh, 200 square feet? <laughs> 150 square feet.
1: Yeah. 150
0: square feet. And that's real. Um, so there isn't that much backup uh, that you can do. There isn't that much of, oh, okay, when you're done here, uh, go over there and help you that have, person. Cause you have,
1: you have. Everybody Not counts. even, You yeah, have. Fifteen seconds, or maybe probably ten seconds, to capture somebody's attention, or they're gonna move on. And and because there's a lot going on around you, we definitely have a lot of the heightening of your senses, kind of like like yeah, lots of noise, very, lots, very of, lots of arrobas, lots of decisions uh, that you can make. And so us as business owners, in a, in a very unique environment like this, you have five other people. They could they could like five other restaurants concepts that you can eat at. So you have to figure out, you know, my, my thing is obviously our pizza display. So the whole idea is every pizza we make, we have to think about not only what it's going to taste like, not only like, but we have to think about what it looks like. So we, we design pizzas about how, they prese- how we present them just as much as that. Um, well, now, pasta is like we have the big pasta-making table. When you walk in, you can watch us bake the pastas. So that that's kind of that's what my concept built around is it's it's a show.
0: Like, so yeah, well we are yeah, <laughs> we are all entertainers. All are, yeah, we are on stage. Um, how many pizzas do you plan on having on a regular basis? I
1: always keep try to keep six pizzas. Six? Yeah, yeah. I like to if I can get another shelf built inside that that glass cabinet. I like to to get it more. Um, so it's two as, levels. Yeah, yeah, maybe get two levels and go up to like twelve pizzas.
0: Wow, that's a lot. Um,
1: or, or do like larger? Because I mean, some some nights we uh, sometimes we split the, a tray between two pizzas, and we we could just blow through it, and you know we're literally just chasing our tail all night long. Uh, which is a, a this is a good problem to have. <laughs> no, it is a good problem to
0: have, and I, I think that that's one of the things I've, I've I've tried to to explain to the audience is that. Um, because of the very limited space, you, you, can't back, you, can't, you don't have a whole lot of backup of anything. No. Right? No. And so if you run out, you run out. Yeah. And if it's something that you can make yeah. on the fly, yeah. then you make it. If yeah. it's not, then that's it. And so, like you said before, if you're not capturing people's attention with something else, they're going to move on and go to, to someone else. Yeah. So there's a really fine balance between um, what you can and what you can't do, uh, given what people are interested in yeah right and and I think that for all of us, keeping a small menu and changing it often it is is fairly critical because like you you said, we are in a in a heightened environment of simulation yeah and so because you got five different kitchens doing different things right you have like you said the music you have the uh the ambience you have the aesthetics, you have you know uh The way people are behaving. This is downtown Houston. Like this is something new uh, for downtown. The people that uh, have lived downtown have been wanting something like this, and now they have it. And so, if you're not from uh, the downtown area and you're visiting, it's even more of a heightened experience. Yeah. Because now you're in this pedestrian sort of sort of lifestyle. I mean, it's, it's interesting for me whenever people walk in, it's like, hey, where's the Blind Goat? Or where's Ball Pasta? And I'm like, it's right there. You're right across from, from Lockwood. And, and it's because they have a hard time thinking about this is one space with, you know, uh, eight different concepts. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't register. And so it's, it's something that we have to present and introduce uh, a lot of people to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that way they start to feel comfortable. Well,
1: I think something I you know, so we could talk about is actually how this concept works, because a lot of people don't know how. A lot of the guests don't know when they when they come in, because uh, once again, it's, it's definitely sensory overload. Uh, so one thing we are designed around is that we have uh, for the restaurants, not, for, not speaking for the bars as much, but we have uh, counter seating. And our counter is uh, for the sole purpose of having the, the full in, in, uh, experience of sitting down and w- talking to the cooks because the cooks are your servers. Yeah. And, and getting and watching us cook your food and literally getting a full like like chef table experience at each counter um, that you're working here. And then we have what we call counter service. Uh, your counter service is where you go up to the counter, you uh, find something what you want on the menu. You order it, and then uh, we take your phone number down, and then we'll we'll text with you when your food's ready, um, and then you can go sit out more in, in the communal and in the, the communal areas of, of, of the building. Um, so that's kind of what the concept's about. And I want to go back just a little bit about how uh, it works on our end in the kitchen. Um, is that the cooks? This is a very unique because the cooks get to be servers, um, and we cut out the middleman. Where uh, where it, it, they uh, it's very uh, it's a very great opportunity for anybody because they're making you know they work on tips uh, and so they're able to make a well above industry grade pay uh, so I'm able to give um, very talented uh, people a uh, of, of full life uh, real life um, not like uh, when I was growing up uh, I not say a sob story but I mean I I. I literally, from the time I was 20, 19 years old until I was 28, um, I never really, I could never, I never took a vacation. I could never, like, a lot of nights I couldn't afford to eat. I'd have to eat at the restaurant. I definitely never went out. I I never, you know, went to the movies. I I, I never, like, like, you know, it's like I lived off of ramen noodles. There were many times where I couldn't, you know, afford the power bill. You know, we didn't have cell phones. And that's the way it was when I was growing up as a cook. That doesn't mean the next people have to grow up like that. And so, um, I you know we're trying to create like a very unique opportunity here that that is for like that is to give people like a, a, something to stand on you know a little bit of comfort zone a little bit pa- of a little know, padding yeah. um, and so that's why it's very unique for us to bring this to the guests because um, there's a lot going on. And I
0: think I think that is actually a, a, a good point something that probably that hasn't gotten talked about enough because. I, uh, I, I'm on I'm the same page as you are. Yeah. I don't think that just because I, I, I had it hard, you know, and <laughs> in, in coming up in restaurants yeah. to where, you know, all kinds of shit that happened in the front of the house, including sometimes chefs, you know, that are, that are a little rough or, you know, floor managers that like the politics of, yep. of certain waiters kissing their ass and yep. you getting stuck in shitty stations yep. because you're not that waiter. And so I don't think that, that everybody has to go through that. And, uh, and, and so the thing of what you're saying is I think people make different decisions whenever they are comfortable and whenever, um, like you, you know, with staff, I I like to give the staff the options is like, when do you want to work and what's your schedule? Right. Because now you're married to it. Yep. Right. Meaning that your days (coughs) off are your days off. I'm not going to fuck with you. Your, 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 your days on, are your days on. Yep. And, and I expect you to be on because then that's it's up to me to figure out what to do yep. the rest of the time. Um, but I think that people make different decisions whenever they, they feel that sort of comfort of like, OK, I'm going to go in. I'm going to knock it out. And then whenever I'm done, I'm done. And, you know, I get to have my time with my family, my friends, uh, resting, whatever it is that, that Boy, they they'll choose still to never do. get
1: weekends off. Huh? Well, <laughs> you mean, no! Are we kidding there? I
0: mean, <laughs> <laughs> not what I was alluding to at all. <laughs> I mean, you're in this industry, service you're, industry, yeah. yeah holidays you know, and weekends. If you
1: like Saturdays and Sundays off, do not get in this industry. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or, or if you like sure. holidays off. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. I've never really got I've, too many stuff on too many holidays. Too yeah, many holidays, yeah. man. I think maybe People like to go to, go to bars. Oh yeah, bars. Yeah, restaurants not so much. Restaurants I mean, not so, but, so much. Oh, well, obviously the Easter, Mother's Day. Uh, Valentine's, but I mean, Christmas Day, Thanksgiving, hell no. I ain't open a restaurant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think that all of that kind of stuff really, uh, I hope that changes the dynamic of the future uh, restaurant tours um, in order to provide a different uh, environment because uh, we as now is starting to come out we come from an environment that has been fairly toxic for different reasons and I feel like it needs to we need to continue to talk about that in order for us to start talking with one another and start facing some of the things that were making the restaurant industry a place where you know was just toxic just for the for for,
1: yeah you know uh, yeah I mean toxicity and I'm you know like heavy drinking heavy drug use um a lot of sexual harassment it's just it it's bad but it, you know it's up to us to let it happen you know and, and i preach to these guys you know about you know yeah of course it's great to go out to you know you want to get a drink after night i after shift but drinking to two o'clock in the morning you know five days a week
0: yeah exactly
1: it's not a great idea it's and, not and uh It's tough, Bad. Like a lot of my staff, I've got two or three that are um, very open with me about their um, depression, and I suffer from pretty serious depression too. And um, and my thing is, you know, making sure that 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 we're not pushing people mentally um, and and beating people up. You know, it's like tough on standards, not on people. Is kind of what I'm, I'm trying to keep with with our organization. Um, and then you know it's like you gotta have freedom. You gotta have you gotta have stuff outside of work. Um, diet, diet is yeah. Diet is everything that I've noticed when it comes to to, to dealing with the depression um, and trying to stay away from all the, the antidepressants and you know becoming a lab rat. Um, that's what has helped me out a lot. Yoga. Uh, I, I feel like I'm just kind of going on about it, but I. I but the thing no, is like, but we, but we, but I, I, just, I always keep that door open. Um, I've had. I think I've lost probably I think I've had five of my cooks commit suicide over the past 10 years and I've probably lost 12 uh, to things like drunk driving, um, uh, ODs, uh, and, and shootings. Oh, wow. Um, That's, so, a uh, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's well, a lot. Yeah. Coming from Atlanta, dude, it's like it was a little, it was a little rough there.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I, I've... I haven't known that many, uh, but I do I have yeah. known some people that I worked with that uh, lost to uh, drunk driving um, and and definitely suicide. So it, it's you know and and it's unfortunate that we have to we well it's not unfortunate. I think we have to break that that barrier of not yeah. talking about these things yeah. and talk about them because that's the only way to sort of like put it to rest. Yep. I mean, you can't well, put it to rest if you bottle it up and hit it somewhere. It, yes,
1: that's what I'm trying to get at. You right. Because it's like if we have a bad night and we're getting beat up uh, by, uh, I mean, usually it's like, you know, we're trying, we, we, we spend our lives in, in trying to impress other people um, through food and service and, and, uh, you know, through, well, not food through, yeah, through our so cars. No, not it, but food, it, definitely. It, it, but that's what we do. We're in the hospitality industry. Um, but it's funny because you spend all this time taking care of other people and you never take care of yourself it, it, and it really like it really wears on you mentally uh, because like like if you, uh, like you just if you're off and you're you know your ingredients aren't set up and you get busy and you're burning pizzas and everything it's like it's uh, you know obviously we can't serve it to the guests and, and, and you know it's really like it's really hard. I mean, it, there's a lot you can take you well, take take it out on yourself really bad. Yeah. And um, yeah.
0: And I and I think that the, the other part that I've I've talked about is that you know, in your days off if you're going out drinking, the days that you work, yeah, yeah. the days off is not for drinking. Yeah. The Days off is for resting. Yeah. And, and resting doesn't, doesn't mean, you know, getting yourself all shit-faced. But I think <laughs> that people that do that is because they haven't dealt with certain things. Because when you get shit-faced at a certain level uh, on a regular basis, you're dealing with something. Or there's actually something you don't want to deal with. Well, that's, and, that's
1: the problem is that in our industry is that we just don't go out and drink. Like, we... We booze it up in our industry. and, and, uh, and
0: uh, I think that there are other industries because I serve booze in, across <laughs> industries. I think that yeah. we are the ones that are living it. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like, uh, oh, shit, I got to be up at seven in the morning, so I can't do it throughout these days. But come Thursday, you know, um, you well, know, you kind
1: of do it to push through it. Yeah, um, I you know how many times restaurants I worked at, and we keep a ball of bourbon in the file cabinet.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I know. Uh, and and, and, uh, and think about it, you know, for me and being behind the bar and watching people is like, oh, you know, I just need a little bit of two for oh, social yeah, lubricant man, that's really type bad of thing. on your end. And and then before uh, you know it, every night it's it becomes you know five eight drinks. Yeah,
1: I, I think I think from the time I was probably twenty. Five until I was thirty-five, I would drink five days a week. And the only nights, the only days I would not drink would be on my days off. And it's always interesting because you know going back to that. Like I didn't have the money to go out back then, but I you didn't need the money because you go to a, like your industry, like like. You know, it's like everybody There's takes care of each other. There's always somebody going to take care of each you. other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And usually, it usually, like, usually we go out the servers, you know, and I would probably die at the servers for making ridiculous amounts yeah. of money. And they mm-hmm. would always buy us the drink. So yeah. that was, you know, like, because we all, we all stuck together, you know, it's like. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's, that's what, the what, I, what I did. <laughs> the majority,
0: half of my career was, was <laughs> waiting tables. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. And the, the problem is, is that we're more willing to buy each other drink than a meal.
1: Well, yeah, because we fight with each other all night long while we're working. <laughs> so we're we trying figure to, out ways to, to, to t- sabotage yeah, each other while we're working, and then we get off of our best friends. Just, like, yeah, exactly. We want to shave off the edge.
0: But I, I think that we should probably start buying each other meal and, and breaking yeah. bread more often yeah, than yeah, than, no, than drinking. Yeah, you have to. So, but all right, man. Um, i look forward to the uh, the the changing menus that you have. Um, yeah, man. Everything Thank that you, you have put Thank out you. has been incredibly uh, delicious. It,
1: yeah, I think my thing with the menu changes is that I am my biggest competition. So I, I literally, like, this is the concept that I have been working towards for, for since I was, since I ever gotten this profession, you know, this is 18, 19 years old. I, I've always wanted to, cook, I, I've always been an Italian food. And so this is finally, like, my pedestal, my stage to stand on. Um, so that's, that's why I am literally, like, I... I push myself more harder than anybody else does. Um, and so I just hope that people, like, kind of get what I'm doing and, like, really, like, see what I, where my vision goes a lot of the time. Good. Sometimes I'll lose. Ah, man. But I'll take it.
0: No. I, I, I think it's unfair when uh, people want to judge you on your mistakes than on your uh, successes. Uh, I think th- those people are unhappy themselves and, yeah, and uh, you're, you're they need to deal with their own shit. <laughs> but uh, in, in reality, I think that uh, you're doing really good work because it's not just my opinion. People that are coming through, they're saying the same thing. Thanks, and, uh, and, and keeping that that, that work uh, fresh, right? Yeah. Because as a creative person, as a person that is constantly uh, put, doing uh, hospitality, right, it, it can get stagnant very easily. Yep and uh and i think that that is the 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 freedom like you said that that we have here and i think that or fortunately so far people have really enjoyed it
1: yeah it's been it's been phenomenal i i I really like i i just i wonder you know like i don't get any a lot of negativity and uh but on the other end, it's like, I don't, I, I think it's, I just, I want to be the best. I literally, like, I cannot settle for anything less and I cannot settle for subpar um, with myself. Right. Uh, and um, And I think my team feels that too. And I expect, I want them to push themselves um, as hard as they possibly can too, in many areas, not just like physically or- Right, um, right, right, But right. it's like, like we, we yeah. Bro. Being like neurotic kind of.
0: <laughs> a neurotic hey, chef no yeah, I mean, where I'm does like, that come from <laughs> all right man I appreciate you taking the time hey, to talk to me David I appreciate it and uh, yeah I'm gonna go get a slice of pizza awesome <laughs> please visit the uh, website openbar.space you can also find me at uh, Apple podcast stitcher. Tune in, Overcast and uh, Alexa. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other and keep the conversation going.